This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. From the diamond to the clubhouse to the front office, this is the show that feeds the passion for all Twins fans. It's Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer. Locally owned and operated, it's how memories are created and legends are made. Welcome to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. Locally owned and operated, it's how memories are created and legends are made. Twins and the Pirates wrapping up their three-game series today, the rubber game. Twins winning on Friday, Pirates prevailing Saturday at 110 today. Twins go for the series win. I'm Corey Provis. We thank you for joining us on our Sunday show and our guest on Inside Twins. Always great to be joined by the manager of the ball club. We welcome in Rocco Baldelli. Rock, good morning. Good morning, Cor. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Rock, I want to do something differently with the show if we can today. We, we chat nearly every day, and we go through the roster, and we go through all the moves and things that happen on the field. Today, I thought, since we have a longer period of time to, to, to chat, just kind of get your thoughts on the state of baseball in general, because so much has been written and will be changed, and we'll see changes throughout the minor leagues. Uh, different rules are being implemented at different levels, and a lot's been written about the state of baseball today from where it was to where it is and maybe where it needs to go. So let's start there if we can. Do you have one, I guess, overall concern about the state of baseball in 2021? Well, I don't, I don't know if it's a concern, but I think the game has certainly um, uh, changed in, in so many ways. And, and the, the magnification of, of things, just the way we talk about them, the way they're observed, by fans, you know, with, with television and social media and, and everything. I, I think it's, um, you know, taken some things and, and made them uh, big, big discussion points. And, uh, you know, we're focusing on things today that we were not even maybe even aware of or we just didn't care about in, in the past. And uh, I, I think that the more that we can get the game back to the players on the field, uh, I think the way uh, to do that, uh, some uh, you know, we're, we're actually working on ways to do that, and and hopefully, you know, you and I can dive into some of those specifics and 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 really get into them. But uh, we want action. We want uh, the the players to go out there and and be the athletes that they are when they step out there and uh, make the game more enjoyable for us on the field and for the fans at home. The lack of action. I'm glad you said that because Theo Epstein. Uh, recently hired by Major League Baseball to kind of work on some of these things, to try to try out new things some people like, some people don't. People have opinions on some experiments that they're going to try throughout the minor leagues uh, beginning here in a couple of weeks. But he said in a recent podcast with uh, Jason Stark and Doug Glanville, which was fantastic, that his number one concern is the strikeout rate, that 23% uh, you know, of the hitters are striking out. He said, we want action. That's got to change. Is he right? Is that near the top of what is hurting the game right now? Well, I'll tell you this, Court. I think there's a lot of different ways the game can prevail and become even more popular and 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 make it uh, just just an even more uh, you know fun experience. 
But the game definitely has gone away from things like pitching to contact and, uh, you know, playing, uh, you know, good, crisp, faster uh, ball games. That doesn't just, you know, help people watching the game. That helps uh, all of us on the field. I mean, it, it helps our uh, our defenders. It helps the game get into some sort of flow. It, it, it helps a lot. Uh, but we've gotten into uh, in a lot of ways because, it, it, you know, everything that we will, uh, you know, look at and learn from. Uh, it says it's more effective. It says it's more effective. We're trying to win ball games, so we're going to try to do everything we can to win those ball games. And what it's what it you know what we will look at and, and we'll see is that you know getting swings and misses is a very good thing when you're trying to win ball games. Uh, that's a that's a bigger picture uh, uh, type statement. There are certainly ways. We just saw Jay Happ go out there the other day. Uh, throw strikes, pitch in the zone. You know, he's not throwing 96 miles an hour, but he, he did a heck of a job uh, and he's a good major league pitcher. He goes out there, pitches to contact, keeps everyone involved, uh, makes good pitches and goes out there and, uh, you know, has a no hitter in the, in the eighth inning. Um, you know, these are, these are things that uh, we don't see a ton of anymore, but I think if we see more of it and we find ways to uh, make it uh, more, um, uh, effective. We find ways to, uh, to just to make that happen, um, in a fair way, then we'll, we'll end up with a better ball game, but yeah, the swings and misses, the, the, the strike, the fastballs up in the zone, the, the breaking ball in the dirt after breaking ball in the dirt. Yes. It gets outs and it, it helps you win ball games, but uh, I think there may be a better way to do it. You know, Theo in the same podcast said that some of the trends that, that are so prevalent in the game today, he said, I take responsibility for because when I was working for teams, whether that was the GM of the Red Sox or the president of the Cubs, we were heavy on analytics and sabermetrics and trying to find ways to win game and try to build our organization to fit that model. He said maybe that was wrong, that maybe there's too much of an analytically driven angle to the sport right now that we're seeing swings and misses because you're going for that and we're sacrificing action on the field. How do you balance that? How do you find still you want the pitchers to throw hard because it's exciting seeing 98, 99 of the radar gun, but it's also exciting seeing a ball hit through the hole and, and guys stealing bases. How do you balance that? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've heard Theo talk about this and actually we had some conversation, uh, a conversation this off season and, and he's, uh, really diving into these things. He spent time with, with managers. He spent time with front office executives. He's had a ton of conversations as far as where to go with this. Now, um, you know, it, it's, it's tough because, you know, they won a World Series, too, in Chicago. And, and you know, I, I don't think those guys would, would give back what they did. But, but I think he realizes that what those trends have done and what all the teams that have gone down these roads uh, have done has kind of put us in this spot. So I think we're, we're kind of at a point where a lot of people in baseball feel like it's, uh, it, you know, push comes to shove. Like we, 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 we kind of have to start making these adjustments now and there's no better time than now to start experimenting with them. And uh, if you, if you just keep putting it off uh, the game is probably only going to go further in this uh, type of direction um, than, than not. So, uh, you know, here we are. And, and this is, you know, we start with minor league in the minor leagues. We start with experimentation. We see what looks like it works and what doesn't, 
Uh, and I wouldn't doubt that we see some of these things in the big leagues in the very near future. I want to get to that in our next segment. Go through some of the new rules and new ideas. Rules is a bad idea. The new ideas they're trying in minor league baseball in our next segment. Tom Verducci in March for SI MLB Network. He had a great column as well, talking about you know the, the trends in the game today, how they compare in 2021 to how they looked you know a decade or two prior. And what I kept going back to was there's too much dead time in baseball. And so some of the stats he brought up, you know, there's 25 seconds rock between pitches there's now four minutes between action when the ball is in play that's up a full minute from 2011 so four minutes go by from when a ball is in play not just a swing and a foul back that's a lot of dead time are these things easily fixed or is it a cyclical cycle that we're in right now and that's the state of the game you know court i don't think they're easily fixed because i think if they were easily fixed we would have found a way to do it already these things have been discussed since I know since I was playing, these these were things that were discussed. Uh, you know, it used to be the focus of like, ah, the Red Sox-Yankees games would go four, four and a half hours, and you'd see, you know, the guys out there, they were good hitters and good pitchers, and they'd take their time, and they'd, you know, now you see everyone in the game kind of operating uh, like that. You know, no one wants to be rushed. You know, we're, we, we teach guys even to make sure you're composed, make sure you're focused, make sure you're ready to go, make sure your breathing is, you know, uh, well taken care of. All of these these little things that we think may may add to uh, performance, you add them all together and you you do not see the the Mark Burley type efforts anymore where the guy gets on the mound and he's catching the ball on the mound. He's already getting the sign and he's pitching, you know, uh, throwing a pitch five seconds later. You just do not see that. Um, and it's hard to quantify the benefits of playing like that. Those of us on the field know there's a benefit to playing that kind of baseball. And I think there's a benefit to our fans and to our game in playing that kind of baseball. You just don't see it. You almost have to reward in some way or just change a rule uh, to force it to happen because I don't think it's going to happen naturally. I want to get to that. We're going to take a break, come back, and dive into more of this discussion with Rocco Baldelli. It's Inside Twins brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer Moore from Target Field Next on your home for Twins Baseball. Inside Twins continues, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Corey Provis back with Rocco Baldelli. We're chatting today not so much about the ball club, but just about the state of baseball right now. Um, going back to your time with Tampa Bay, and I, I always looked this up when the Twins and Rays would play on fan graphs, and you could see the time that a starter would take between pitches. And David Price and Chris Archer and even Jake Odorizzi those three guys always seem to be near the top and taking about 28, 29 seconds at times between pitches. Was that taught or was it just kind of a, a, a fluke thing that among the leaders in that area were all on the same team? Yeah, I, I don't think it was specifically taught. I mean, I don't think that in Tampa Bay at the time we were asking the guys to do that. But I think a lot of the things that we did talk about uh, kind of lead into that. And uh, you know, the the ability to get prepared for every pitch and to make the best possible pitch and the pitchers, you know, going into it with the mentality that, hey, uh, this is on our time, essentially. Um, that that thought, um, you know, did lead to a lot of uh, success. We had some very good pitchers. Um, but I, I do think that uh, where some teams uh, operated like that and the pitchers, you know, function like that. Uh, now, when you do look around, I think, you know, almost I would say 30 teams probably have guys that that pitch like that. I would also say this too. 
with relievers throwing more in the game today, uh, we we're looking up and, and, you know, in the fifth inning, you have your relievers in and you're, you're shuffling guys in, in and out of the game. Uh, relievers generally, you know, are even more so on their own time than, than even starters. So I think with the prevalence of those guys amping up for every pitch and, uh, you know, putting everything they have into every pitch, uh, and they're pitching half the game now, uh, you're going to see these games slowing down. And, and the more I think you're going to see relievers in the game, the slower the game could possibly become. And you're seeing more relievers because the average starting pitcher is only getting about 15 outs you know, per game. So bullpens are throwing more and bullpens are throwing harder. And I think that also factors into the strikeout rate being what it is. You're seeing multiple guys, not one or two, but multiple guys per team come in throwing 95, 98, 99. You combine that with how often hitters are, are trying to hit line drives, trying to hit home runs, you're going to get a high strikeout rate, right? Isn't that the formula for a high strikeout rate? Yeah, that's, that's, that is a big part of it. And then there's less action. So you're getting it on both sides, which, uh, you know, is kind of going against all the things that we're kind of talking about and what Major League Baseball is probably hoping uh, we're able to accomplish in the near future. When you see just pure velocity uh, and what that's become in the game today, you know, uh, 15 years ago, you'd look up and if the guy was throwing 94, 95 miles an hour, you thought this guy has a, this guy has a hell of an arm. This guy's going to, this is a tough at bat. A guy's throwing a 80, 86 mile an hour slider. You're saying, my God, I mean, that's that, this is going to be a tough at bat. Every single guy, you know, I shouldn't say every single guy, most guys, most teams have, have a, a bunch of just a handful of guys throwing like that and, and much harder at times too. So, uh, you're going to end up seeing a lot more swing and miss. Uh, and, and the more, uh, the better stuff these guys are showing and every guy that comes out is showing, uh, the, the more difficult it's going to become to put the ball in play. And then that, those are just facts. I mean, there's no way around that, uh, unless you find a way to, uh, you know, I'm not trying to find a way to level the playing field in some way, but you're going to see a lot of swings and misses when that's the case. Uh, shifting it from pitchers now to hitters, the launch angle, uh, we, we see that the positives of it with certain hitters and there's plenty of power throughout the game. But should every hitter adopt that same philosophy? Are, are some falling in love with that idea when they shouldn't because of just how they look physically or how their swing is? It, should that be reserved for just certain power hitters but not, not your, you know, your, 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 your leadoff hitter necessarily, the guy hitting 7th, 8th, or ninth? that's more of a, a singles hitter, a gap-to-gap guy? I'll tell you what. In our clubhouse and, and in this organization, you know, we don't discuss launch angle in, in that type of fashion. Uh, you know, it's not generally uh, a huge topic of discussion. Um, we're trying to develop good major league hitters. And, and we love when Louis Arias goes up to the plate, who, who does not uh, really bring that kind of skill set to the, to the table. And uh, I think... Uh, I think it's become a big discussion point. I think we've, we see it out there in the media uh, being talked about a lot. Uh, we do know that, you know, there are a bunch of hitters that if they just hit the ball, you know, slightly higher and just, you know, fewer ground balls, uh, we, we think they might become, uh, you know, more successful at what they do. But um, I, I really do think as, as a game that we should just be trying to develop good hitters. If you have guys that hit hard line drives, and hit the ball all over the field, you're going to have some success. You're going to have a good lineup that's going to put runs on the board and have competitive at-bats no matter who you're facing. So I do think that uh, the, the more uh, pitchers, uh, the stuff has improved with the pitchers, the more difficult it has become 
with the hitters and, and guys that have a little swing and miss that becomes amplified too. And then you see even more swing and miss. Uh, and so I do think that you're going to see teams that are really uh, trying to do themselves favors, finding guys that can put the bat to the ball and spray the ball around the field. Hey rock in uh, spring training, major league baseball announced that there will be, they will be trying some new ideas, uh, experimenting with some rules throughout uh, the different minor league systems. Double A is going to limit the shift and may ban the shift depending on how it looks in the second half of the double A season. Triple uh, A increasing the size of the bases from 15 to 18 inches. Uh, high A going to require pitchers to step off a couple of times and then they're going to limit how many times a pitcher can step off at various levels. And low A with the Fort Myers uh, Mighty Muscle are going to play. They're going to have an automated strike zone uh, their entire season. Any of those that you saw and said, that one I like, but that one I'm not sure of. You know, you're really stepping on a limb when you think that you know which one of these rules is going to play out well and, and which are not. They, they are, um, they're, they're very different and they could change our game. Maybe not very much or maybe in a, in a fairly drastic uh, way. And some of these rules were some of the, the, the things that, that Theo was talking about uh, this offseason and, and those discussions were about. Uh, if we're looking for action, we're looking for athleticism in the game. We're looking for balls being put in play. We're looking for uh, things to just happen. You know, when you have a good, a good athletic team and you start limiting the number of times a pitcher can pick off, you're really going to push and encourage uh, teams to steal bases. And, and I think that that's, that's, I think that's a pretty good thing. I, I do think that you're going to have pushback from one side of a, uh, you know, group of players or another side of the, you know, another group of players, I'm sure the pitchers are not going to enjoy the fact that they are limited in the number of times they can pick off. I'm sure that they, they will uh, uh, probably have some things to, to say about that. Maybe even, I don't know, maybe even some, some catchers too, but um, ultimately, you know, the fact that we know these things ahead of time, we can plan for them a little bit, I think will also be helpful to us because I think if we, you know, wait and just kind of drop these things on teams. Teams aren't going to have time to prepare their their rosters. You're not going to have time to know even the effect that it could have on a certain group. If you have an exceptionally athletic group or, or a group that does not run very much, that's it's going to help one team significantly more than the other. So the fact that we're getting ahead of these things, I think, is good. Uh, the size of the base question, I, you know, that one I'm, I'm not sure about. I, I, I don't know what to think about that one. I'll be really interested to see how much uh, how, how much stolen bases go up. And I know different levels will, uh, it'll impact in different ways. You know, the big leagues and, and high A may be uh, completely uh, different in some ways. The automatic strike zone, strike zone, we've been talking about for a while now. And I think that it's trending in the direction that we are going to see it. I've said before, I enjoy working with the umpires. Uh, you know, we, we don't enjoy, you know, when, when, you know, there's a particular call that we don't, uh, agree with, but it, as a whole, those guys, I think do a, do a good job. And, uh, you know, taking that, that human element out of what we do, I think will be difficult for many, many people. Um, but I'm, but I'm curious how it plays out. I'll, I'll be watching. I'll tell you that. Uh, good stuff there from Rocco Baldelli. We'll take our final break. When we come back, it's been very entertaining. The last couple of seasons, the back and forth between Rocco and his former bench coach, when the twins and pirates play, the latest rounds have continued this week in a target field. We'll talk about that and more with Rocco Baldelli next on your home for Twins Baseball. Frustrated at the plate, not getting as many hits or extra base hits as you'd like? Introducing the revolutionary Speed Hitter, designed to dramatically improve your hitting. You can't go another day, another game, another practice without having a Speed Hitter. So get the Speed Hitter to become the best hitter you can be. 
All right, that was uh, former bench coach and now current manager uh, Derek Shelton promoting his wonderful hitting product. And Rocco, we are in the medium of radio right now. So for the listeners out there, what was just being discussed? Well, that's the speed hitter, and that that's a that's a pretty well known uh, in baseball circles uh, infomercial that uh, Derek Shelton put out many many years ago. And I mean, it it was a hit, you know, in, in so many ways. <laughs> Um, you know, something that, uh, you know, it's, it's deeply ingrained in my mind and all of, uh, all the people that Shelty knows and has worked with, you know, we've, we've seen it many, many times. And I wanted to make sure, uh, that the, that the fans and up here in, uh, in Minnesota, uh, you know, got a taste of it and, and we're able to get online maybe and, and check it out. And for anyone looking for a great, you know, hitting device for, uh, young and old, uh, they could go check it out too. So we played that, uh, yesterday. So you really, you really did that for him as a favor, you know, to kind of advertise that on the jumbotron yesterday. Yeah. I think he still gets some, some royalties. Uh, so, you know, that was important. I wanted to make sure that we, we took care of, uh, of Sheltie in every way and, uh, showed him a little hospitality and uh, maybe made a few bucks off it too. So that, that would be great. Could you imagine if you guys, if the Twins and Pirates ever met in the World Series? I mean, the, the grandest of stages in the sport. You guys would have to really amp it up. I mean, this would be the brightest stage, and that would be the prime spot, Baldelli versus Shelton. Yeah, in the World Series? That yeah. would be, yeah, we'll take that. How, how about we just sign up for it, and uh, you can pencil it and pen it in right now. Um, yeah, MLB might take it out of our hands at that point. You know, it's it's that's a pretty big production, and uh we might upset some people with what we go with, but we like to have fun. Uh, we always have. Uh, I think it's uh, it's it's, an, it's a necessity in our game. You know, we're here uh, every day, and with the people that you enjoy, you should you should certainly find a way to have a good time. Hey, Rock, enjoy the conversation today. I'm glad we got away from the uh, the daily grind talking about the team. Appreciate your candor and insight today, and good luck in Game Three. I really appreciate it, Court. Thanks, man. Uh, that's Rocco Baldelli joining us here on Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. You've been listening to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.